This episode is brought to you by Metal Central. Metal Central, located in Jasper, is your source for metal roofing that lasts a lifetime. Metal Central also offers metal building packages, custom trim, doors, and more to complete any job. Call Metal Central for a quote today. 205-385-7575. That's 205-385-7575. and welcome back to another special episode of the Game Managers Podcast. It's special because it's the way it was always meant to be. Just me Oh Justin. yeah. No, no Aaron. Right? How nice does this feel? Oh, it feels great. You know, Aaron kind of ruined the flow that we were supposed to have. So now it feels yeah. like it's there's a nice balance. Aaron kind of ruins the balance. It, he you does. Know what I mean? He really yeah. does. For those who don't know, in our, in our first episode, it was really originally just going to be me and Justin. We asked Aaron if he wanted to uh, to be on the show, and he said no. Then he heard how much fun we were having about midway and came oh, yeah, in and, uh, and sat down. Yeah, I know. We didn't uh, even want, now he's yeah. gone, at least just for this episode. He'll be back next episode. He's not He's not gone forever, but well, you know, we get a, I we mean, get a little vacation. Keep, keep your fingers crossed, guys. But Yeah, if, if you want Aaron off the show, just uh, just message in and tell us. Oh, you know what? You should, but yeah, you should do a poll, see if we should <laughs> kick Aaron off. <laughs> That'd be pretty funny. <laughs> Well, uh, on our last episode, we left on a uh, on a kind of positive note, hoping that uh, Pat Dye would pull through, but unfortunately, mm, yeah. uh, he did not. He passed away on June first. Uh, Dye was a four time SEC champion as the coach at Auburn from eighty one to ninety two, and was named SEC Coach of the Year three times. Uh, not to mention, he's the man who uh, who made the Iron Bowl interesting again during uh, Bear Bryant's right. tenure. By breaking yeah. that uh, the eight year streak in the Iron Bowl by Alabama, and then of course brought it to Jordan Hare Stadium, and right. I mean, and won the first game there at Jordan Hare, so probably one That's of the right. biggest Iron Bowls ever. Yeah, one of the most influential for the future. Yep. Um, overall, die was ninety nine, thirty nine, and four at Auburn, and had four ten win or more seasons. So, uh, yep, one of the best Auburn coaches to do it, and really, you can think about. I don't remember what I think it was the '83 season that, um, heck, you could have said they should have won the national because mm-hmm. then it was the AP poll voting, you know, who deserved yeah. to win the national championship, and they won the Sugar Bowl. I forgot who they beat that year, um, but they beat not, somebody. It was like what? It was it was a weird score. It was like ten to nine or something. Yeah, it was, um, a, and they were eleven and one, but their loss had come early in the season, if I remember correctly. And, yeah, so I mean, really bounce back. Yeah, one of, one of those seasons you could have said Auburn deserved to win the national championship, but different times. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, one of the best Auburn coaches. He did. I mean, he was athletic director for, I think, 10 years, too. And, yeah. But, yeah, he did great things for the Auburn program. It's kind of, you know, it's sad to see him go like yep. this. It is sad. He was, he was already suffering, of course, of, um, what was it, kidney failure? Or? Yeah, he was having a lot of problems with his kidney, too. So. And then he got uh, the coronavirus on top of it, and then he, yeah. uh, he just couldn't recover. And and that's tough. Um, but uh, just keep his family and uh, really the Auburn family in prayers, because I've seen a lot of people really torn up about it. you know. And it's nice seeing uh, on Twitter the, like, the impacts he made on people. You can go and see their personal experiences with him. Yeah, I went through and read a bunch of those this week, and that was that was nice. Yeah, he was a great man. 
Tennessee also lost a beloved pass head coach in uh, Johnny Majors this week. Majors was a national champion head coach at Pittsburgh in 1976 after defeating the Georgia Bulldogs 27-3 in the Sugar Bowl. Uh, at Tennessee, Majors coached from 77 to 92, won three SEC championships, and was once named SEC Coach of the Year. Majors also made uh, life difficult at times for Bear Bryant, like Pat Dye, and he was the coach who broke Alabama's 11-year streak over yeah, Tennessee. Wow. Uh, so weird coincidence there, but uh, yeah, but, uh, yeah, prayers for him and uh, in Tennessee as well yeah. over that. Uh, five, he, Aaron, Justin, you probably heard about this. I don't know if you heard about the second part, but uh, five Alabama players have tested positive for COVID-19, and now three yeah, Auburn players three have Auburn, as yeah. well. Hopefully it's just guys that already had it and they didn't get that's it from what, the yeah. workouts. That's what so. it seems like because they got tested like their first day there and they're just kind of getting yeah. the results back so. and stuff. So it seems like these were guys that already had it. Yeah. Uh, so five at Alabama, three at Auburn. We don't know who the players are. The only one we know it isn't definitively, apparently, is Mac Jones. Because oh, okay. I don't know if you saw this, but his dad made a really weird uh, Twitter rant confirming it wasn't him. Okay. <laughs> his uh, somebody. So the rumor was, I think, I'm, and I'm just doing this from memory, but the rumor was that one of the people that was contagious at Alabama was a quarterback. And somebody tweeted Mac Jones question mark, and his dad his dad tweeted back when it's like, hey, take this down or I'm uh, or I'm suing you for slander. Slander. <laughs> like yeah, everybody's like, okay. I don't think yeah, <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, he's uh, I just that... the the guy's just wondering. I mean, could it be Mac Jones? You said quarterback. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jeez. Um, but that guy ended up making memes about the dad and making fun of him, so that was pretty good too. <laughs> oh man. Uh, Clemson wide receiver Justin Ross underwent a season-ending procedure earlier this week to correct spinal tish, uh, spinal issues. Mm. Uh, he was previously projected by ESPN to be a top ten NFL draft pick before the setback, but uh, he's ho- he will hopefully be back the next season. And that could uh, be pretty damaging to any national championship hopes as well. Oh yeah, I mean he's a huge part of that offense. Yeah, he. I mean, he'd be their number one receiver, I guess. I think coming into the season yeah so be, yeah that's that's pretty big yeah no it's it's you know it's awful for him it's bad yeah for i can't as a team hmm. but uh hopefully uh hopefully he is back uh for the following season and yeah because you know bounce right back yeah because he would have been a first round pick after this season yeah he, he would have been one of the top receivers easily so yeah uh, NFL coaches were allowed to return to facilities last Friday, though more than half of NFL coaching staff did not return on yeah. Friday. Um, but they're, they're, you know, they're probably going to trickle in all this coming week. Yeah, uh, and I'll get there. You know, Friday's a weird day to start anyway. Yeah, nobody wants to start on Friday. No, I, I wouldn't want to start on a Friday. No. Uh, Texas governor announced this past week that sporting events will be allowed to seat fans at 50% capacity. This nice. is a okay. good news for Alabama, really any SEC teams, because it seems like they'll probably follow suit. Yeah. With that. Uh, which makes me wonder, how much will this make ticket costs go up? Mm, yeah, you half can, the seats? They're going to be pretty pricey. Yeah, you try <laughs> to get in on a, in an iron bowl with half the seats, you mm. know, given it's still 50% well, by then. It may not be. Yeah, yeah hopefully, hopefully by then, yeah. But if it is, I mean, that's that's already a pricey ticket, three yeah, or four hundred dollars. Yeah, you're already looking. Now. You're probably looking at a thousand dollars. Yeah, probably so. Each. Mm. That's a, I mean, that's a lot to drop on a, yeah, a college football game. 
No thanks. I'll watch it at home. And just think about the national championship. If Lord forbid, it's still fifty percent thin. I mean, those are already going. Once they, do, I mean, when do they do the pre-sale in the summer? And yeah, it's kind of confusing when they do it. I think it's usually yeah, in the it's summer. Kind of weird. But um, by the time that there's any interest in actually buying tickets for the game, they're like a thousand to fifteen hundred dollars for the cheapest. Yeah, so. and then by the by the bowl season, you know, they're way off the roof. Yeah, I mean that's just your nosebleeds, your you know, sections mm-hmm. you can barely see anything. So, would you ever pay a thousand dollars to go to any sporting event? You think? <laughs> uh, mm, not even. I don't think I would. Even if my team was in a national championship. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't think I, I just, would. I can't. Yeah, I don't think I could either. I mean, it'd be really cool to experience and be in that atmosphere, but I can have just as much fun at my house. And have food right there, yeah. And yeah, and it costs multiple me, TVs. Yeah, I mean, it costs me nothing. So, <laughs> yep, that's exactly right. Yeah, I kind of, I'm somebody that goes to a lot of. I go to as many football games as I can. Um, when I'm there, I'm usually thinking I should have just watched this at home. Yeah, uh, I mean, it, and you're around a bunch of other people, and you're just like, you know, I could be, and it's hot, yeah, especially here too. Hot. So, yeah. Now, the games I usually don't regret going to, I, I, sometimes every couple of years I'll go to the SEC Championship. Yeah. And like which, I was there for the was there for the 2012 SEC Championship, which went down to the last second between Alabama and Georgia. That was worth the money. But then sometimes oh, yeah. I went to one where it's like Alabama and Missouri, and you're like, why? Why did I do this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one. Oh, no. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, I think I think this year, especially because tickets are going to be so high, I'm, I may not end up at an actual game that's uh, that I pay for. Maybe somebody invites me to one. I will, but uh, yeah, I mean, the last time I went to a game was it was um, Auburn versus Liberty. It was their, I think uh, maybe it was their homecoming game. I don't know if it was or not, but I, it was Jordan's first Auburn game, so that was fun. But that's really, and it was in November, so it felt good. It was kind of like a mid-afternoon game. Yeah. So, that was That's nice. the time to go. Yeah. Have you ever been to an Iron Bowl? Uh, yes, I went to the one, I hardly remember it, because I think it was the one in 2011. And we got crushed okay. in that one. It was yeah. the one, it was, it was a home game for Auburn. But I hardly, I hardly remember it because I remember us. I think we left because we were getting crushed. Yeah, <laughs> I've never been to an Iron Bowl. I've been to Alabama LSU. I've been to some Auburn games, um, but yeah, I haven't been to an Iron. Bowl. Yeah, I've never been to an Alabama game. Um, it's basically the same. People can uh, can argue all they want. It's basically the same about both. Yeah, yeah, Auburn I, has better food. They do. Oh really? Yeah. Um, well, Alabama does have. Um, of course, you had the barbecue uh, place. You got the barbecue place, whatever it's called. Dreamland. Dreamland. Yeah. And that's good, but it's not like going to the Dreamland restaurant. It's like yeah. concession stand Dreamland. No, Auburn's uh, Auburn's concession stand is better than Alabama's. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, anyway, let's get back on topic here. Sorry about that. Uh, anyways, the NHL and NHL Players Association have agreed that the qualifying round of the 2014 tournament will be best of five series, and all four playoff rounds will be best of seven series. Mm. Uh, the league claims it's on track to have training camps open in July, so we uh, we may be getting that soon as well. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, I could, I, I've bought some hockey right now. But yeah, I mean, I'm 
I would love to watch some hockey. The NCAA hit the Oklahoma State men's basketball program with a three-year probation and a postseason ban in 2020 to 2021 following an FBI investigation into college basketball. The program was mm. also hit with a reduction of three total scholarships from 2020 to 2021 through 2022 to 2023. So many 20s. A now former staff member, associate head coach, and recruiting coordinator Lamont Evans was accused of knowingly soliciting and receiving benefits to arrange meetings between players and financial advisors between April 2016 and September 2017. Mm. Um, and that was all voluntary disclosed by the university last year. So they just got their penalty uh, for that. And uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, that's. It, it sucks when you turn these things in yourself and you you know you get such a big penalty. Yeah, I know. And they were saying too, since this happened, Auburn might get a penalty, but there's there's no way I don't see Auburn getting one because they did what all they needed to do. So yeah, I don't see that happening. I just at this point, I mean, what was with Missouri with how they were handled when they were turned turned themselves in, and now Oklahoma State's basketball. Oh, heck no, because they're getting screwed over. I mean, you would think since they're like, okay, hey, look, this happened. You know, here's what we did. Here, We're going to turn it over to you, okay? Yeah. But, and then they're like, oh, no, here's a three-year ban. I mean, that's yeah. crazy. It, I mean, if you voluntarily turn it in, I feel like there should be some kind of, that blow should be softened a little bit. I mean, yeah, I mean, just give them like a year. Or not even yeah. that, maybe maybe like half a year. I don't know. Yeah, something. I don't know. But uh yeah, the NCAA is uh, is the NCAA, so Yep, that that won't change. The NBA will resume its season July thirty first in Disney World, but uh but questions still loom over how standings will be determined and how players uh unable to play due to catching COVID nineteen will be replaced. Right now it seems that the NBA will use winning percentages to determine standings. Hmm. And, uh, yeah. and this bit of news right here is pretty funny. The NBA is considering using crowd noises from oh, the video gosh. game NBA 2K to simulate yeah. fans during games in Orlando. Saw That's that the worst thing I can think of. Saw that stupid thing. That was so dumb. I don't know if anybody's ever... Like, if you play 2K, you know how bad the, the crowd noises are. It's like the same one on loop. Yeah, I know. It's nothing. Yeah. And sometimes they don't even work. <laughs> yeah, so imagine that during a real game and you just hear... Whoa! Yeah, something Whoa. stupid. Whoa! <laughs> I don't. I want to know who came up with that idea, so we can just go ahead and fire them. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Uh, Utah has suspended defensive coordinator Morgan Scally. I think you say you say it, Scally or Scally, and launched an external investigation concerning a 2013 text message he sent that included a racial slur. Utah athletic director Mark Harlan announced Friday on social media. So. Uh, mm. This is going to be a trend we see uh, with the next one as well. This is yeah. uh, this is kind of stuff that's coming forward now. Uh, long-term Iowa strength and coordinating coach Chris Doyle has been placed on administrative leave pending an independent review. Uh, Kirk Coach Kirk Ferentz announced in a video posted Saturday while calling this quote a defining moment for the Iowa Hawkeye football program. Oh, okay. And then uh, last bit of news: switching gears. Uh, Connor McGregor has a. Uh, Announced that he will he is retiring from fighting, and this is the third time in four years that he is uh, retired. Yeah, no, I don't even want to. That dude's not worth talking about. <laughs> yeah, so it's always that's it for news. Out. We got the. I thought I thought that was funny though. Um, 
Anyways, Aaron's not here, so I'm going to take over Twitter news for him. Oh, wow. Yeah, is that okay? Nice of you. Yeah, that was pretty nice of you. Okay. Yeah, I thought so. Twitter news! Playoffs? Let's talk about Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. It really doesn't matter what you think. You play to win the game. You play to win the game. I even found these myself. I asked him to send me some, and, uh, and he didn't. So that's, that's pretty cool. Oh, well, I mean, I'm not, are you surprised? No, I'm not. Yeah, so. Okay, so uh, AL.com, uh, their Crimson Tide page, at AL.com Tide, posted, uh, in memory of the great Pat Dye, some vintage photos of the famous 1982 rabbit hunting trip with Bear Bryant, the former Alabama <laughs> assistant coach who solidified Auburn as a national brand in college, college gate athletics, passed away on Monday at the age of 80. And um, these fa- these photos are super famous. You, you see them. I see them on my timeline every so often, but uh, you oh, kind of really? put them in different context, you know, looking at them this, this weekend. Yeah. And uh, it's just really cool. If you haven't ever seen those photos, go, uh, go check out that tweet and look at them. Yeah. They had probably one of the cooler relationships in college football between head coaches. Yeah, you don't uh, see that as much nowadays. Oh, no, not nearly as much. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I like reading about their relationship and how they were able to, you know, keep work and, uh, and friendship separate. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, because Pat Dye was a coach under him for, what, nine years? For a while. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so um, pretty cool to just go back and look at those pictures. Yeah. Uh, this one comes from uh, Hamid Williams at HWill39 on Twitter. This is a former Clemson player who... Uh, played for Clemson during the 2017 national championship season. This one's a, a lot, so I'm just going to I'm just gonna read it. If I say this and you weren't in the room, people are going to think I'm on hallucinating. We played music every day before practice for obvious reasons. Mike Reed, new slash prospective CB coach, came to visit, and he toured our locker room while we were listening to music. Dabo walked into the meeting room and said, quote, I don't want to walk in the locker room with guests slash future coaches hearing... Racial slur this, racial slur that in in our house. Some people just walked out of the team meeting because they didn't want to hear this expletive. Now, I say this, another Clemson player, I don't have it in front of me, but they came out and denied this and said, hey, I was the one playing the music. Dabo didn't say that word for word. He did say he didn't want to hear music that had cursing in it. Okay. Yeah, um, no, I mean, but see, that makes no sense. Why would you want to make up a lie like that? If it is, sure. Um yeah, I don't know why you'd want to make up a lie, uh, you know, which may make you think, well, maybe he's not lying, maybe he just remembers it wrong. I don't know, but um, it's not going to affect Debo Sweeney whatsoever. <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah, if even if it was real and he deserved to be punished, he's not going to be. I mean, nah, he'll be fine. not at Clemson. Uh, not with the success he's had, which you know is sad, but it's also uh, you know, it's world with yeah. Life. I mean, and I understand what he was trying to do with just saying no curse words or anything like that right if that's what he was implying yeah yeah the curse words uh this one and uh and basically my last tweets i have here i have all three of uh conor mcgregor's retirement tweets i'm gonna read them Uh, (laughs) so these are from at the notorious mma conor mcgregor on twitter this one's uh april uh six this one's april 19th 2016 uh and it says i have decided to retire young thanks for the cheese 
catch yous later. Uh, that didn't work out. So on twenty so yeah, on March twenty sixth, I'm starting to think he's just doing it again just to do it. He's like, oh, yeah. everybody's forgotten about me here. Let me say I'm retiring because he has a fight in like two weeks. <laughs> uh, he hasn't fought in a while. Uh, this one came uh, March twenty sixth, twenty nineteen. Hey guys, quick announcement: I've decided to retire from the sport formerly known as mixed martial arts today. I wish all my old colleagues well going forward in competition. I now join my former partners on this venture already in retirement. Proper pina coladas on me, fellas. That didn't work out. He went back to uh, to fight again. So on June 7th of this year, he said, Hey guys, I decided to retire from fighting. Thank you for all the amazing memories. What a ride it's been. Here is a picture of myself and my mother in Las Vegas post one of my world title wins. Pick the home of your dreams, Mags. I love you. Whatever you desire, it's yours. So we'll probably get uh, three or four or more in the next few years of those retirement tweets. Yeah, you ain't kidding. But, uh, <laughs> that wraps it up for uh, Twitter news. Twitter. And that brings us to Night Needs to Know. Would you like to oh. tell us what you need to know? Night Needs to Know. Probably with some of the stuff you've done before, uh, I probably wouldn't be surprised. You wouldn't be surprised if I put ashes in cookies and fed them to you? Yeah, because it was someday for the SEC again. That, that might make sense then. I guess just back. Yeah, I would like to know how it makes sense. Now this is looking like a bad idea. I just, yeah, I mean, I just have one question. So. You know, we've been talking about, you know, what sport would you want to watch if you, like right now, what would you prefer to watch? So I'm asking, let's say baseball, football, basketball, and soccer, they just cease to exist. They just stop. Would you, what would you rather have? Golf, NASCAR, lacrosse, or cricket? Uh... Probably cricket. Oh, okay. Well, what's your reasoning behind that? Uh, cr- cricket's, uh, from what I understand, it's it's a pretty physical sport. Um, I've watched a couple cricket. I've watched a few cricket games actually on like when they rarely play them on ESPN in the summer when nothing else is on. Oh yeah. And uh, it's it's kind of cool. I kind of I kind of liked cricket. Um, I know a lot now, of people are gonna hate me for not picking NASCAR or golf, but. Uh, <laughs> And if it actually came down to it, maybe I would pick one of those two just for the sake of everyone else. Yeah. Um, but if it was just me, what I'd rather watch, I'd probably say cricket. Yeah, I guess I can't say cricket because I understand nothing about it. I don't know how the rules work at all. Yeah. Um, I mean, it looks cool, but I would probably choose uh, golf. Yeah, no, that's fair. You're a big golf guy, though. Yeah, it's very relaxing. It's very, it's a, it's very tough. You know, people say it's not a sport, but you know, they can't go out and play it. So, oh, no, I totally agree. It's a sport. One hundred percent, it's a sport. It's a lot of mental stuff. And you gotta yeah. go put past your head, and but it's a lot of fun to watch. So I'll choose golf. Well, let's take golf on the table. Let's say it ceases to exist. Out of the yeah. other ones you said, which one okay. are you picking? Um, I'd probably do NASCAR. NASCAR. Yeah. I could get into yeah. it. I could just find somebody, some driver I like, and be like, okay, yeah. Yeah. Do this. And it, it is interesting, too. Like, I, the races I do watch, I do enjoy watching them. I just don't have a big enough interest in it to do it all the time. No, yeah. I, I just don't have a driver that I'm like, oh, yeah, I want to watch him every day. Yeah. Now I'm the same way. But I, yeah. I do like, I do enjoy watching a race. 
Yeah, it um, it just depends on what race. I mean, if it's like the first race Daytona, I'm gonna watch it because it's cool to watch Talladega, um, mm-hmm. or like a different course you don't see Watkins Glen. This is like a road course, so it's yeah. not just you're turning left the whole race. You know, you got some right turns in there. Um, yeah, but yeah, it it can be fun sometimes. Would you take uh, street racing over NASCAR? If it's just kind of like Ooh. illegal street racing, probably, wise. yeah, probably street racing. Yeah, I would that, too. Yeah. That'd be more entertaining. Yeah, slower cars, but you know, more dangerous. Oh yeah, and I feel like that's a lot more pride going into that. So yeah, I think you'd see people racing pretty hard for that. Yeah, yeah I agree. All right, cool. Well, um, that brings us to mismanagers. Look how fast we're going through this. Look at this. Yeah, we don't need them anymore. No, we don't need them ever again. I think. Um, did you grab anything when you walked out the door? I nothing but two Tortino's pizza out of the refrigerator and my doggy, and we left. I just kept hearing it. I'm ducking and everything. Died in the house. I'm, I got scared. I dropped my hot pocket. Here's an actual customer out here. Uh, what's, uh, what's the best kind of firework to buy? Wouldn't you like to know, weather boy? And now... It's time for mismanagers. All right, so um, I'm going to start out with a story that I think you'll find pretty interesting, Justin, because me and you are both history buffs. Uh, okay. This comes from UPI.com. World War II-era explosive found during yard work at Iceland home. Oh, that's not scary at all. <laughs> yeah, not terrifying. <laughs> the Icelandic Coast Guard said a team of explosive es- experts were dispatched to a home where a World War II-era explosive was found by a person doing yard work. The Coast Guard said a bomb squad team responded to a house in Hathanaljotter, where a person doing yard work discovered what appeared to be an explosive device. Mm. Investigators said the object was determined to be an explosive bullet dating back from, or dating from World War II. The bomb squad took the object, which was rusted but still active, to a bomb range in Stapafell for safe detonation. Hmm. That's pretty so cool. I mean, pretty yeah. cool and pretty frightening. I wouldn't have been the one to want to come across that because you never know. Yeah. It's a it's a it's a little bit longer than like a a pin, a pin but it's okay. quite it's quite thick and it's uh yeah still active. That's kind of scary. You'd just be laying out in your yard that long, just yeah, cutting really. the grass and uh and hit a little bump wrong and boom. And you said this was in Iceland. Yeah. Huh, that's uh, an interesting so, place too to find something about World War Two. That's what I thought as well, but uh, but pretty cool. Yeah, hmm. yeah that is cool. This one uh, less cool, um, maybe more scary. Uh, California. <laughs> this one comes from uh, from NBC News. California woman dreamed about eating engagement ring. Woke up to find she really did. Oh my gosh! So it's one of those dreams where yeah, you're actually where you're doing something and you're actually doing it in real life yeah that's terrifying <laughs> you ever have those dreams where you you feel like you're falling and you wake up oh yeah you, like, i remember as a, in your bed i remember as a kid i had a dream where i was like hanging off a train i woke up and i was hanging off my bed <laughs> i was like oh my gosh i had a dream uh my class went to uh went to this camping place uh called camp Medell, and um i had a dream there that i was 
I was diving for a basketball. I was in a basketball game, and I was diving to keep it from going out of bounds. And when I did, I dove off my bed. Oh, <laughs> so my I gosh. I just, like, slammed on this concrete floor. Oh, that would have been something to see. Yeah, everybody woke up and looked at me like, what are you doing? But, uh, what the heck is going on here? I had no idea. I was so sore the next day, too. I mean, I hit that concrete slab. I bet, yeah. But that hurt like crap. <laughs> Anyways, I don't feel like I really have to explain that article anymore. It's it, it's on the title right there. Yeah. Uh, and then the last one comes from Audi.com. Audi. Uh, Jailer gave birth without the guards even noticing. What? How is that possible? Um, <laughs> a jailed woman went into labor and gave birth alone in a Texas jail cell. According to those on duty, no correctional officer noticed until after she had delivered the child. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the woman was in a Fort Worth jail cell on May 17th, according to the Tarrant County Sheriff's officers. The woman, quote, did not immediately disclose the birth, but the baby was soon discovered by a correctional, correctional officer. Both the mom and baby were taken to the hospital. There was no immediate information to provide regarding the health of either, either of them. That's uh, the nuts. jail staff knew of the pregnancy and had been checking her regularly. Um, but, but then they uh, just they just forget it all completely. Like, oh, no. <laughs> Give yeah, birth and yeah. When a due date came around, they just uh, just slipped their mind. I guess I don't know. Yeah, hope just forget about that. <laughs> yeah, so uh, imagine that. Imagine uh, being bored in a jail cell. It's uh, it's pretty Johnny Cash. <laughs> yeah, that's that's gonna be some story to tell your own kids or just your friends one day. Yeah, yeah. I was born in a jail cell. <laughs> Nobody would believe you either. No, because yeah. you don't. I mean, I guess you probably don't hear about that very often. No, you'd literally have to take your birth certificate around to prove it when you told people that. Yeah, really. <laughs> County jail. Here's where I was born. <laughs> oh, that sounds like somewhere you would be born. Oh, you think so? I think so. And uh, and that brings us to our final segment of the day. Uh, listener love advice. Oh you ready? yeah. You ready for this relationship trip? advice? Let's do it. Yeah, okay. I need to make us a theme song for uh, for this. I'll, oh yeah, uh, you need to. I'll have that ready for the next episode. Uh, this email is from Noah. It says, Hi, thanks for the podcast. Love listening every week. My relationship advice question is, how do you nicely let a girl know that she's being too clingy? She's not clingy in the sense that she's around too much. In fact, clingy isn't really the word I'm looking for. Mm, she's just okay. really into public affection, and I'm not so much. Oh, oh this is a tough one. <laughs> I mm. get kind of embarrassed about being mushy in public. Holding hands, a light kiss is fine, but the constant public affection that she likes just isn't for me. How should I tell her this without hurting her feelings or making her think I don't appreciate her? Thanks, Ooh, Noah. This yeah. is a tough one. Mm, because I'm I'm kind of with you with you there, Noah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't mind it, but I don't mind too much of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I'm um, the same way. I'm not. I, I don't even. I, it kind of weirds me out even when couples sit on the same booth with the oh, empty. Oh, see, that's weird. Yeah, I'm yeah. not with you there. That is strange. That's <laughs> always kind of weird. It's hard. It's hard to talk to somebody like that. Yeah, I don't. You I don't turn your why head sideways. Yeah, whenever me and Jordan see it, we're just like, oof, that's kind of strange. <laughs> uh, I don't know how you say that to someone. Yeah, I think the best way to do it, since I mean. You said, you know, you don't mind a little small peck or you just got to find a nice balance to where she kind of likes it and she's not like, she doesn't want to do it so much. You know what I mean? Like you find a good balance for yourself. 
Yeah. And then I guess the best way to tell her is like, hey, you know, I guess I'm not huge in public affection. Like, I know you are, but, uh, gosh, I don't know how you say it without. <laughs> I don't know how you say it either. <laughs> I mean, I, first off, you're going to have to say, I'm not, I don't want to hurt your feelings, I'm, and I do appreciate you. I'm not trying. This is, this is just how I feel about it. You know, this is just yeah. my personal feelings towards it. Yeah, I'm just not that comfortable with a lot of public affection. And, I mean, but do if, you say? But do you say it embarrasses me? Because then there, she might be like, "Well, do I no, embarrass you?" And that's not I, what you're yeah, trying to get across. Uh, uh-uh, because that's happened to me before. And because <laughs> you know, she'd be like, "Oh, so I embarrass you, huh?" So you don't want to, you know, yeah. hold my hand right there. So you got to say it to where, like, you know, I I don't want to overdo it. You know what I mean? This is like walking through a landmine. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> or it's like. To the point where you've stepped on one, and you're like, "Okay, I mean, what in the world do I need to do now?" <laughs> yeah. I don't know, Noah. Maybe, uh, maybe just deal with it and uh, stay, keep your mouth shut. <laughs> I guess, yeah. I would just say, like, "Hey, I'm not being mean or anything. This is just how I personally feel. You know, when I'm out in public, I don't want to do too much. Um, I just want to do, you know, I'm fine holding your hand. You know, I'll give you a small peck." But, you know, I don't want to be, uh, what do they call it, um, when you're out in public and people are, like, all so much touchy-feely. Yeah, I don't what know exactly called? what you're talking about, but I, I know what you mean. I can't think of what it's called. Uh, yeah, I mean, I am I feel like most people like this. I don't. I think most people don't really like public affection. I kind of cringe. Well, guys, I think majority of guys. Yeah. I, I mean, don't know. I see a lot, like... Just, if you're walking around in Disney World, you see a lot of people just making out everywhere. Yeah, and I don't, I like, never why? understand. Well, hey, remember the Bon Jovi concert? There's this older couple in front of us that were just making out That's true. before the concert yeah. started, and we were just like, <laughs> I, I was thinking, I was like, how in the world could you just possibly? Do? And they left. They didn't even stay. <laughs> they bought tickets, went up, and we were at the t- tippy top of the arena yeah. we have in Birmingham, BJCC, and they say, oh no, we're gonna go ahead and leave. <laughs> Can you imagine wasting your money and doing that? <laughs> yeah, no, I can't. I mean, it wasn't an expensive concert, but it was probably $30 a ticket or something like that. I don't remember, but you drop $60 on a concert for you and your wife to go, and you just don't <laughs> check yeah, it don't. out. Yeah. I, I mean, know. that's crazy. Yeah. That is crazy. I don't know, no, I don't know what to tell you. I would uh, I would just make sure she understands that you're not trying, that that you appreciate that she is so into you that she wants to just kiss you all the time, I guess, but, you know, that it's just, it's you'd rather do it in a... Yeah, it's, it's not that I don't love you, it's just, this is just how I feel. Yeah, yeah and if she respects your personal uh, feelings and opinion, then you should be okay. Yeah. And I guess it really just depends on how long you've been dating too. Look at look at how nice our relationship advice is without Aaron. Aaron would be like, "Break up, right?" Yeah, he, yeah, he would probably be like, "Yeah, just go ahead and dump her. <laughs> Cut your ties. Cut your ties. Change your name. Move to a different city." <laughs> oh man, but then, you know that's that's a tough one because you know you got to find a good balance that you like and that yeah. she'll be like, "Okay, I'm not going to keep asking about it," or wanting to do all this stuff what what do you think he should do if he confronts her about it she said she agrees but then she keeps on doing it anyway 
I guess if it comes down to the point, you're probably like, hey, babe, come on. That's, that's a little much right now. <laughs> hey, babe, come on. No, got it out. Got it might, out. You might not get, she might not be very happy with you for the next maybe day or so, but. <laughs> if, I mean, just say it in a nice way. Just like, hey, I mean. I just, I'm kind of uncomfortable. It's not that I'm embarrassed by you. I'm just a little uncomfortable. I don't want people watching us, whatever it is that you might be yeah. doing. P- PDA. No, you that know was, what? That's what you, I was thinking of. PDA. Oh, yeah. Public display of affection. PDA. Yeah. Too much yeah. PDA. You know what I mean? You don't want too much. Um, if if you can't get around to, uh, to telling her yourself, Noah, just let us know and, and we'll tell her next. Yeah, we'll just tell her. The clip. Actually, we'll just go ahead and record it now. Um. Noah's Noah's girlfriend, uh, just just stop. Not so much, you know. Take stop. No, <laughs> Noah's a we get Noah's a good looking man, but uh, but just uh, you know, keep your hands to yourself. You know, is that is that too much to yeah, ask? I mean, Noah's girlfriend? I don't think it is. I think Noah, you know, is is a fine, probable looking man, and uh, and you can probably just uh, just wait your turn. Oh man! And then she'd be like, "Oh my gosh, are you kidding me?" <laughs> yeah, don't don't play her that. It probably won't go over well. <laughs> she probably won't uh, appreciate that you're messaging strangers on their public podcast about uh, her PDA. But uh, yeah, I mean, just be just be nice about it, and hopefully she'll be respectful about it too. Yeah, there you go. Well, I think that wraps up this episode, Justin. You want to bring us home? Uh sure thing. Um, thank you guys for listening. I hope y'all are doing well during these times and you are staying safe. And um, You know, I can kind of feel that we're almost there. We're getting close to a sense of normality on sports and everything. So um, we'll see what happens in the coming weeks and months. we got but, uh, days ahead, hopefully. Yeah. So just thank you for all that y'all are doing. Um, let's see. what I'm losing my train of thought here. Wow. Um, do you do this by memory now? Yeah, I just do it by memory. I just kind oh, of throw nice. stuff together. Yeah. Uh, if you want to follow us, uh, check us out at TGM Pod, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Check us out on YouTube. Well, I don't know. We we don't usually post too much to YouTube, do we? We're gonna do that NCAA video soon. Yeah, we'll, that's true. We need we'll to record that, that this week, and we'll have it up probably next week. Um, and then you can check us out on uh, Twitch. We'll have we'll probably put NCA video on there too. Yeah. Um, we have other videos of us just messing around. We have that on YouTube as well. Uh, if you want to look at merchandise, you can go to the website, which is thegamemanagers.com. You can easily access the podcast there. And you can check out articles. You can check out different links we have. Um, merchandise is great. Shirts, like I said, so soft. They're beautiful. So soft, they'll blow your socks off. Oh, my gosh. I mean, they're incredible. Um, what else am I trying to say here? Uh, thank you. Uh, but just, yeah, I think that's it. Just uh, Nick, you have any final words? Uh, thank you guys for listening. Unfortunately, Aaron will be back next week, but uh, but maybe y'all will appreciate that. I don't know. But uh, more relationship advice next week as well. Our last little bit before we get into regular advice. So that's right. Yeah. Stay thank y'all for, for all that y'all do. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, we're eagle anyways. And audios from Aaron. We'll see ya. <laughs> Peace.